All right, what is up? We're launching the 90th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. Today we're talking about the boss girls dating the beta boys and how that usually unfolds. There's um, different conversations around this and there's different types of red flags that sometimes appear with baby rabies and a lot of guys don't know how to handle these very you know, influential and strong women. So I got a couple of good examples lined up to sort of talk you guys through it and what this is all about because it's... It, it happens a lot more, you know, than what you realize. And it happened a lot more than what it did 20, 30 years ago. It was, it was a relatively new phenomenon back then. Today, it's very common. I don't think a lot of guys are equipped properly to deal with this sort of stuff. Uh, it's been a great weekend. I just finished a three-day rally. We ended up in uh, Manhattan in New York. Uh, got to spend some time there for about a day and a bit. And uh, New York's an interesting city, man. I thought it was... Um, I was expecting it to be more of a dump and dirty and and uh, you know homeless and stuff like that, but it was actually the area that we ended up in was pretty nice. And we had some great roads to drive on in New York. We did the Catskill Mountains and uh, areas in and around there. Um, might have woken a few people up and created some havoc, but this is what we do when we drive. Anyway, um, let's get right into tonight's topic. I'll I've already dropped the join link in the um, YouTube chat. So if you want to ask a question, it is there. It'll be pinned at the top. I think it is. Yeah, it says call in and ask a question. And Moff's taking care of the green room to make sure, uh, you know, your mic is good and get you set up for the Q&A segment, which we'll get into in about 20 minutes or so. So first things first, um, by the way, if you want to ask a question, you can't do that from any of the other platforms that, is, that StreamYard streams to. So uh, come over to YouTube and watch there, please. And when you come for the algorithms and all that good jazz, just give it a like, a thumbs up, and that helps me out a lot, a ton. But leave, you know, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Twatches, and all that sort of stuff and head on over. Um, so I've got a real solid example that I want to kind of play through for you guys. I've had this sitting in my watch later list for quite some time, and I think it's relevant because this this is just too much. I talk to a lot of guys privately on coaching consults, um, looking for help. And I've dealt with a few women too over the last, you know, several months that are like, I just, you know, I can't find a guy. And is it my career? Am I too bossy? And I've had a few, you know, requests from women asking for help with stuff like this. So this will be good for the guys and the gals. Um, let me share my screen and get you guys brought up to uh, speed on this. So this is Candace and a dude named Omid or OMAD or something. I'm not exactly sure, but we'll, we'll get you right through it. Uh, let's go here and make sure we're speeding this up. Oh, hang on. I don't think I got the audio. Went one second. Hold on. Present. Uh, here we go. Share. Audio tab. There we go. So you'll be able to hear this now. All right. And I'm going to have to pause this a few times. I had some commentary because we're obviously offering some feedback and trying to offer some advice on this. Uh, but let's hit play over here. Let's take this out of the uh, screen. And by the way, guys, again, if you want to call in and ask a question, lines are open. Moff's there. He's uh, checking just to make sure your audio is good. So we'll be able to do some Q&A in a short little while. But when you're a guy and you're going out of date, you need to calibrate yourself to the room, calibrate yourself to the gal, make sure you're leading Again, she wants to enter your frame. She wants to know that she's with a strong, virtuous authority. Okay. She doesn't want to be with a weak dork that's all, you know, <laughs> Snapchat. That's that's not going to work. 
right? That that might work for some random awkward girl, but they're not going to be the kind of attractive one that you want to spend time with. For the ladies watching, tone down the boss girl stuff, right? You don't have to come in there slugging, like do it at work. That's fine. I get it. Chase excellence at work. Do what they told you to do. Climb the corporate ladder. But when you're in the presence of a guy, especially if you want to create a family, you know, and 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 form something, you're not going to do it if you're going to shoot down every single dude that shows up and disqualify him. Now, she disqualified him because she destroys guys, obviously, you know, practically for a living, it, it seems, because she just went in with this guy. The whole thing was a total train wreck. Um, she's the kind of girl that needs a guy that can handle her. And in today's world, there's not a lot of dudes like that. They're few and far between, and they're less and less of them every day because men are going through the process of betatization. They're like the West is literally pussifying males. It is a psyop. It is happening. I'm going to spend some time in the future talking about exactly what's going on. I've got a lot of contacts within government organizations that work with government organizations, and there's a lot of clear evidence at this point that this isn't just a coincidence. You know, what's going on out there softening males? Um, a softer, weaker society is more compliant. It is easier to control. We'll deal with that some other time. Guys, you have the burden of performance. You have to become something. And women want a strong guy. They don't want, they don't want an equal. They don't want, um, you know, like a big softy or a nice guy. She, you know, she basically said, I'm leaving. You're a nice guy. If nice guys get girls, then why is she leaving? Nice guys don't get girls. There it is. Um, I'm going to switch over to another clip over here, which I think is also relevant to the topic tonight of the, um, we talked about baby rabies. We talked about the boss girl. Uh, very, very similar timeline. Very, very similar age. If you're newer to the ghosted segment, that's something that you can find on Virgin Radio in Toronto. And this is just the TikTok um, feed. So it's easy for me to play it this way. But it's just a quick like six to eight minutes. I'll play this for you and I want you to hear it out. Okay. Maybe your sarcastic tone might have landed a bit, a bit funny for him. Wow. I did not ask you guys advice about that. Yeah, Adam, <laughs> shut your mouth. Hey, let's welcome Dawn to hey! Ghost. Hey, Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hi, guys. How are you? Yay. I'm on the show. Yes. You <laughs> are. What are you doing here? Um, well, my boyfriend Paul's been like really silly lately and he's avoiding me. So it's kind of getting annoying and I just like want this little game that he's playing to be over. It's not funny anymore. He's silly. Okay, silly so goose. So you know, just for clarity, the guy's not responding to her text messages or calls and he's basically ghosted her. And she's calling into the radio station because she's familiar with the segment. And this happens every time because... She wants them to call him to find out what's up and basically put him on the spot on the radio in front of essentially her world. Tell us a, bit, a little bit about your history then. Um, like uh, how long you've been dating? Uh, you know, when did he stop talking to you? That sort of stuff. Um, we've been dating for like three months and stuff. Um, you know, like we push each other's buttons from time to time. It never really lasts long, but like, Right now, I haven't heard from him in four days. Okay. Let me just deal with the push each other's buttons thing, but it never lasts very long. What she's talking about is fighting, okay? Um, the first several months of dating 
a girl should be like a honeymoon. It should be smooth. It should be fun. It should be lots of agreeableness sort of thing. But the way that she's describing it right away is that there's an insufferable conflict that goes on between them. She's not saying it yet, but you're about to hear it. So let's keep going. So it's just, it's dumb. It's enough. And we need to like figure out what's going on. Okay. Okay. Four days and no, no argument or anything. Um, you, like that's, that's just part of our dynamic, you know? Um, uh, listen, let me just be clear here, guys. Arguing should not be part of your dynamic when it comes to a relationship on any basis. Okay. I know that there's people out there who tell you, oh, there's, you know, there's always going to be conflict, but constant bickering and arguing amongst yourselves. If it's happening within three months, this is like a run for us run. This is get the hell out of there. Can we just call him now? Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> don't right. know about that. Why don't we play a song and then we'll give him a call. I'm the boss girl. Can we just call him now? Come on, guys. Oh, okay. I can hear that you're anxious. We'll get into it. Thank you. <clears throat> All right. So welcoming Dawn to Ghost. If you haven't met Dawn, uh, she's been dating this guy. Uh, it's been a few months. They really like each other. And he's silly. He's a silly goose. He, silly goose. He's so silly. He's ignoring her. Yeah. Now, apparently, Don, that's according, uh, that sort of fits the the way that you guys are. You do argue a lot, right? Yes, that's just, you know, like sometimes we um, have like little spats and stuff. That's mm -hmm. just how it is. It's not a big deal. And It is a big deal. It is a very big deal. Do not get into long-term relationships with people that you cannot get along with. Because in your 30s with what she's looking for, your life will become a nightmare once you say I do and you start popping out babies and you have a house to deal with. Because if you think you can untie the knot quickly and easily with an insufferable long-term relationship, it's not quick and easy. I just, you know, it's been a couple of days and I need him to stop being ridiculous. Now, right now. it is big enough that you have called. I need a radio station to get him to stop being ridiculous. You heard that, right? Hold us for ghosted. So we're going to give him a call now with you listening. Are you ready to go? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, okay. Let's do it. Hi, this is Paul. Hi, Paul. It's Adam Wilde and Jax from 99.9 Virgin Radio. Uh, just as a side note, does anybody answer the phone and be like, hi, this is Paul. I just, hey, hello, who's this? You know, like, it's strange, isn't it? Good morning. Oh, Hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Oh, I mean, I'm pretty good, but I don't know why you're calling me. Why are you ignoring your girlfriend? Let's <laughs> get right into it. Oh, text. my God. Uh, she would call you. And what would what would you say if we called you? What? That could have been worried about yeah. it. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? Well, I'm trying to... <laughs> I basically, I'm trying to figure out, man, like... She, you say she would call us. Like, what makes you believe that? And what's going on? Because she's a bossy woman, and she's probably bossing you around there it now. Is. Bossy. I didn't get too much no, of that no, impression. No, no, no. She, she seemed like she just was on a mission. So, so what do you mean, bossy? Tell us what you mean. She's commanding. She is independent. She just uh, tries to get her way all the time. That's kind of hot unless it's in a bad way. So why why don't you like that? Are you are you being a little trickster and ignoring her? Oh no, no. I'm I'm ignoring her because she's clearly to me in competition with her sister and she's just trying to beat her through me. 
Can you? So <clears throat> again, ticker below, guys. If you don't have the red flag chapter, I mean, it's in the book. You should have the book. If you don't have the book, get it. You can get it from the email list. Um, he just said she's in competition. This is one of these competitive girls. Number four on the red flag list. Don't deal with women that compete with you. Now, he's not saying specifically competes with him, but she's competing with her sibling, which will turn into competition with you momentarily. But pay attention here. Give us an example of, of that and why you would ne be needed for her to beat her sister. Well, I've noticed that she's extremely competitive. She, like, her sister became a dentist. So she became an orthodontist. <laughs> okay. She, she, her sister bought a Jeep. So she bought a G-Wagon. Oh. Okay. And her sister is uh, moving in with her boyfriend. So she's telling me I should move in with her. Now keep in mind, they've only dated for three months here at this point. Okay. So you think she's just trying to one-up her sister just with any man? Oh, oh, absolutely. Because she's trying to get married, her sister. And so all I hear about is getting married. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we talking about with baby rabies in the last one? They've been dating for three months. And she's trying to push this guy to move in immediately and get married. Because the next step is going to be popping out a bunch of babies, right? Because the timeline's short, you know? There's... Like women have an expiry date on their fertility. The problem is, is that it doesn't matter if you tell them when they're 22, they won't listen. Ladies, you're most fertile around 21, 22. Your best chance of having a healthy family, healthy children are then. Don't put it off. But everything in culture and society today now tells women, go out, chase uh, excellence, get degrees, climb the corporate ladder, frame those degrees in mahogany, make sure there's little letters after your name, you know, implying the importance of what it is that you do. Put off having kids do it later freeze your eggs you know we've heard the story time and time and time and time again right and then they get to the point where in their 30s and they see people around them maybe their sister you know doing well in life and you know moving in a certain direction that they want to be in and it's like they will just like twist your arm to get you to go wherever it is that it is that they want to go and this guy's doing the absolute right thing putting some distance between him and her let's carry on so she wants you to propose now, probably too. Oh, okay, Paul. That's you, enough. Made that that's very enough. Tired of this argument now. And there she goes. She jumps in. They're supposed to stay off on the sidelines and just sort of listen and let the radio sort of deal with it. But she's like, "Okay, Paul, that's enough. Let's see, let's stop playing the silly game now." Oh, of course she's on the line. Yes, I she mean, is. I, I wouldn't expect anything less than that. <sighs> Um, yeah, she is. Don, what's your response to all this? Yeah, so he's sticking to the theory about my sister, like about Diane. It's just, it's getting really old, okay? It's not my fault that you're not ready for reality. You know, life has to start at some point and you can't just keep being stagnant. Oh, God. Again, reminder, they've only been dating for three months. <laughs> but why? Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? We've only been dating for three months. Did she tell you that? It's only been three months. Yeah, we we did get that. Talking about marriage. I wouldn't call that stagnant. I would call that, uh, you know, realistic. Wow, Paul. Uh, Jax, in case you don't know, this one over here is a woman. You really, like, mm. almost have me convinced that you believe in what you're saying. 
Like, anyway, knock it off. We can talk about this later when I come over. Knock it off. We can talk about this later when I just slide right back into your life and come over tonight. And guess what her angle is going to be when she comes over tonight? Just put, you guys put it in the chat. I'm not going to say it live, but we'll just let you, let you guys put it in the chat, right? Uh, oh, my God. No. Uh, okay. No. Do not come over. I'm serious, Don. I don't want to continue this with you. I know you're used to getting your way, but I don't want to be part of that. I'm done. Okay, okay like, Paul. Okay. Somebody put their big boy pants on this morning. I get it. But, like, you're... Just chastising him and belittling him. Like, the audacity. You want to get married. You want this guy to propose to you, and you're treating him like a child. Trying to embarrass me in front of your two new friends now and sharing all your secrets, but you're only embarrassing yourself right now. What? You, you know, you're just the person that called them, right? Okay, look, I'm not trying to say anything. This isn't my problem. Good luck, Don. Okay, his yeah. line is it off? His line's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His line's yeah, his line's. Dead. I don't think he wants. I don't. Okay, that's pretty much the end of that. She starts ripping into the radio show. Like, I didn't ask you for advice. You heard it at the intro, so we don't need to carry on with this. She's a very she's a very tough cookie. Um, again, this guy did the right thing. He's obviously got options. He doesn't sound like a beta like the other guy we dealt with in the previous reel on the YouTube video. Uh, he basically just said, I'm not dealing with your shit. I'm not, I'm not going to let myself get pushed around. I'm not playing these games. Don't come over. You're not going to like try to give me some wicked sex tonight to like trick me into falling back and all like this is what the entire strategy is that she's trying to play he knows what's up and he's like i'm out done let's let's call it a day he did the right thing if you're a lady and you're in your 30s and you're watching this right now and you're thinking to yourself well why aren't men growing up why won't they take me seriously why 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 eddie murphy stand up look Ladies, cool your jets, be feminine. Seriously, be feminine, right? Like, he doesn't care about your G-Wagon, your orthodontic degree and all those things. He clearly doesn't care. There's no guy in history that's ever looked at a woman's degree on the wall and been like, oh, look at that degree, man. That's that's hot. Look at that. Mm, oh, yeah, that's a good degree. Dudes don't do that. We look at a woman... And we're like, mm, yeah, that's right. We look at beauty. We look at femininity. Women are beauty objects to men. They're sex objects to men. They've talked about this for decades in Evo Psych. Men, on the other hand, are success objects to women. So it's, a, so it's incumbent upon men to do something with their lives, to put a dent in the universe, to be significant, to be influential, to lead. All of those things that I talk about in my book and the other podcasts that I've done for a long time now. Men be men, women be women. Let's stop trying to blur the line and soften men and masculinize women. It's not working. These are the type of scenarios that come out of, you know, the all, all of these efforts that are that are being made now. And it's just dividing the sexes. And look, guys, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, do you hate men or do you hate women? None of those things. <laughs> None of those things. Men and women are better together. They, you know, they really are if they are a complement to each other's lives. You can't be the exact same. You can't both like, well, I make $200,000 a year, so he has to make $200,000 a year, and 
I've got a four bedroom house ready to go. So he has to have a four bedroom house ready to go. And if he doesn't like sports, like I like sports, it's like, you see, like we've covered a lot of this anyway. I think you got some good ideas now with some good examples. Uh, I'm gonna take a look at the chat. I know Moff's got um, some people waiting for call-ins. Again, if you wanna call in and ask a question tonight, I'll do that in just a moment. The link to call in is pinned at the top of the YouTube channel. It says call in and ask a question. There's a StreamYard link there. Click that, Moff will make sure your audio is solid. Uh, what do we got here? Church of Petrol. It is not a law in Canada that you have to tell people that they're lit, that they're live on air immediately. It is in the U.S. Yeah, I don't know what that what that has to do, but if you say so, then sure, you know, I'll go with that. Um, speaking of which, when you guys call into the show, uh, it's a public show, guys. Um, you know, I do private uh, coaching if that's something that's of interest to you. But um, let's let's get into the Q and A segment again. The link is pinned at the top. Just going to run a quick uh, ad reel, uh, pay some bills, and uh, we'll get right into the Q&A in about a minute and a half. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, guys, let's do this. Uh, again, the call-in link is pinned at the top. Don't leave it to the last minute. It's it's always the same at the end of every show. I've got like a dozen people waiting to come in. And it's like, well, you should have come in earlier. Uh, all right, let's give a, a stab at this and see what you got. How you doing, man? You're muted, by the way. You got to get that little mute line out of your from the bottom. There you go. Oh, what's up, Rich? I really appreciate all the content. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so I, was, uh, I had a question about uh, the jab and uh, how much it affects people long term or perhaps their dna i'm not too sure about that well you're asking medical questions and i'm not a doctor but i do have friends that are doctors and i'll tell you this uh they didn't take it they didn't give it to their kids uh they discouraged their family from taking it um it, it's like look man i think we've seen at this point that it's not safe and that it's not effective so what's the point in taking it if it doesn't tick off either of those boxes? And, it, and at the end of the day, 
it's supposed to prevent you from getting a disease, a respiratory disease, which is essentially like the common cold that 99% of the people survive. So why would you want to take something like that? That's experimental essentially, right? Yeah. Um, I did uh, want to ask about the one from 2009. I'm not sure if you uh, remember that one. If Which one? We had a whole bunch. Uh, the H1N1. H1N1, yeah, okay. If someone were to take it as a kid, um, could that perhaps uh, affect them as they grow up? Again, I mean, you want to talk to a medical specialist about stuff like this, but from from what I've seen, unless it's something that's proven to save you from things like polio, like these long-standing diseases that are really probably... Like, we don't have issues with scurvy. We don't have issues with polio. Like all these things have been solved with safe and effective vaccination. It's been around for decades, like a long, long time now, right? But if there's some new variant of some new respiratory disease that comes out of some pig farm or some chicken coop in the middle of China somewhere that is supposedly going to, you know, wipe out the world and, you know, they rush to, you know, production, some experimental thing that, by the way, they can't get sued on. So if anybody dies or there's any issues with it, you know, there's no legal recourse for families or anything like that. Um, then why would you take it, man? I mean, like we have an immune system. Like if you're healthy, you're a healthy weight, you're eating well, you're taking good supplements, you exercise, you're out in the sun, you're getting your vitamin D. You don't need these things. Like, don't, like be careful with what you believe that the mainstream media and especially weirdos that have investments in a lot of these organizations that can profit from it financially. Be careful to you know with what you listen to yeah i understand uh we are on youtube so i can't say too much mm -hmm. but uh growing up as a kid uh, uh in north america we do get a lot of these uh random uh jabs throughout high school and yeah they try to give them to kids a lot yeah yeah uh and uh i mean i'm sure you know that a lot of them are more on the they're kind of want to do a little bit of harm I, i'm sure you kind of understand what i'm trying to say yeah they do well look man there's been a higher count of like children born on the spectrum and lots of different kinds of disorders that you know make learning and focusing in school difficult like kids are medicated to a huge degree like there's lo there's loads of kids now in school that are on all kinds of adhd meds and stuff like this that didn't exist when i was a kid there was no, it was like everybody just sort of sat there and did their thing, right? Now in classrooms, they've got kids that are on every, you know, area of the spectrum. They have kids that are, that are not even verbal. That just, ah, that, like they'll just yell in the classroom, right? Like they can't even communicate. This didn't exist when I was a kid. This is something that's newer today. It, it, are, yeah. it, is, is something that the medical community is doing? Is there something in the food? Is there, There's definitely something in the water. We know there's estrogens in the, the water. You know, I did that podcast yeah. with Dr. A. Anthony J. He's the author of the book Astro Generation. There's things going on out there, but you know, without putting on a tinfoil hat and going full, you know, left field on this one, let's just let's just say exercise better judgment when it comes to putting things in your body. All Do right, you really um, need it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, most doctors will probably give the same answers. Um, so. Last thing, if uh, I were to have kids, would it, from the knowledge you have from your doc, uh, doctor friends, 
would it be riskier to just have them avoid most of the the jabs growing up? Well, well, anything that's needed for something that is a disabling disease, you know, like, like I said, polio, you know, stuff like that. Like they have, they have vaccinations for things that are useful. But again, when there's some new made up thing that pops up and it's like, oh, we have this uh, experimental jab that nobody can sue us on, uh, but please take it right now. We just developed it in the last, uh, you know, 32 days. Ask some questions, man. Like I would wait for the thing to be around for a few decades. See what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Thanks, All right, Rich. Buddy. Thanks, brother. Take care. All right. Let's uh, bring Phil in here and see what he's got for us. Phil, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent, Rich. How are you doing? Good. What do you got for me tonight? So I have a question. Maybe it's going to be odd. Not necessarily about dating boss bitches, but how do we handle boss bitches in other areas of our life? So we're going to come across... And I, because I'm sure we all do, these personalities, personas, archetypes mm -hmm. in everything, work. Um, I'll give you an example of a story which made me think of this question is yesterday I was at a restaurant. Me and a buddy went outside. We were talking in the parking lot. He was standing in a, an empty parking spot beside my car. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people drove past, wouldn't go in, and then this chick comes and backs in and we had to move, whatever, mm -hmm. right? And then she gets out and I kind of playfully joke with her. I'm like, hey, like you took our standing spot. What are you doing, right? And she's like, that's how you know a queen when you see one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, like I was in shock. Afterwards, I was like, I should have said something like, where's your king, Queen Latifah, or something like that. But like, I didn't think of it in the moment because it was so shocking, right? Like, cause yeah. that, But my question is, how do you deal with that in, let's say, work situations? Because we have to tread lightly. For me, I'd like to shut down. But yeah. Well... In a work environment, they can be very productive. So it's a good thing, actually. I mean, if you've got a highly productive, highly focused boss girl in your office space, good. You know, here's a task. Let's get it done. You know, run with it, develop this project um, because they have something to prove. Somebody that has something to prove can be very productive when it comes to getting work done. So that's why I believe you know, society has engineered these boss girls because uh, they because they do get things like, you know, I've said this before about men, you know, women will call guys assholes, but I'll tell you something. It's assholes that get shit done in the world. It's assholes that solve problems. And it's the same thing with boss girls, right? Like boss girls will get shit done in an office environment uh, because they have to because they have something to prove. So let them, you know, you know, you give them the task and you get out of their way. Um, when it comes to the whole parking lot sort of story where it's like, you know, she wants to stomp around and you know make a sarcastic comment about whatever just you know you can just give it back to her if you want and say well you know queens have kings you know in my world so i don't see him you know where's he at and just just get just leave it and then just get back to your buddy and keep on talking and doing whatever you're doing don't engage in dialogue don't do anything from from there just that's it just keep it simple yeah, like it engages i like when you talk about how in a relationship you don't want a boss bitch competing because yeah. I mean, I'm a competitive person, right? So it ignites that competitiveness in me too, right? So but you got to be careful. I've I, I've dated a lot of boss girls, you know, um, before I was married, after I was divorced. My ex-wife was a lawyer. You guys know that I've talked about that. Um, they're, they're, they're very about getting things done to their certain needs and standards. And where it really messes with you in a relationship is they will run you. 
They will run you into the ground. There was a um, there was a sitcom when I was a kid growing up, Married with Children. I don't know if you recall it. Did you ever see it? Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcy, um, you know, was like the quintessential sort of introduction to the boss girl sort of avatar, right? And she used to run her husband. Like that was 20, 25 years ago that you would see that on, on sitcom shows and people would laugh about it. So um, they're not fun to be in a long-term relationship with, especially if you're a leader as a guy. Like a firstborn with a firstborn can be very, very tough to sort of deal with, right? And that's usually what ends up happening. Like birth order is something else that you also want to consider too, is like if you're a firstborn guy, you probably want to deal with a lastborn gal, hmm. right? And middle children can deal with both. Now, if there's more than five years between the last born and the next oldest sibling, the last born takes on the uh, personality traits of a firstborn, right? So that's one of the things that, you know, you got to look at is that the vast majority of CEOs, surgeons, de dentists, uh, pilots, uh, generals in the military, like anybody that's accomplished a shit ton in their life, they're almost always firstborns, right? So one of the first questions that I would be asking women if I was dating and I was looking for, let's say, mother stock and I was a firstborn is, hey, do you have any siblings? Oh, cool. You know, what's the birth order to figure out where they are? Um, there's a really good book. Guy's name is Dr. Kevin Lehman. Um, and I think it's called The Birth Order Book, if I do recall. I would I would check that out because you'll start to notice a, a very distinct pattern, especially, you know, in the work environment or, if you, you know, like even if you're dating, you'll find that the most feminine sort of women will more or less be like the last born sort of gals. And the firstborns are almost always the boss girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Makes my sense? Sister. Yeah, my sister's firstborn. Before. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not like a bug. You know, it's a feature. It's, it, it's like you have to be that. Like, I'm a firstborn. I've got two younger brothers, right? I had to set the example. They had to look up to me. I had to, you know, do all the chores. I had to take care of them if there's some kid bullying them, you know, in the schoolyard or something like that. Like, that's your responsibility. And that's, that's part of what forms, you know, that character trait in you so firstborn girls they're very competitive again you know the vast majority of lawyers accountants doctors surgeons you know all this stuff yeah so you're saying it's uh outside of dating it's more of like you can have fun with it a little bit right like play with them with like in the parking lot scenario but at work yeah. it's like the work beside beside them because not like i'm not super alpha but i am very assertive at work like i'm hard working and stuff so mm -hmm. you can but heads with those types sometimes too. What's the age difference between you and your older sister? Two years. And you have a younger sibling? The younger brother, two years as well. Yeah. So the middle children, like if you're in the middle, you got an older and a younger, they're more of like the brokers, right? They're, you know, like the more of the peacemakers. They want to make everything sort of like equal and fair. They want to sort of like, you know, make sure everybody gets along. Read the book. It's a really interesting book. Yeah. yeah look. For sure. All right, man. Thanks, Rich. See you, buddy. Take care. Cheers. All right, uh, let's give uh, Diana a stab at this. Diana, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. Good. What do you got for me tonight? So, going back to this whole boss babe thing, my yeah. question would be, um, kind of like, how do we, as women, who maybe are, I, I don't want to say like, like super big boss babes, but like just confident in who we are as a person, confident in our careers, our lives as they are. How do we tone it down without changing who we are as a person? Yeah, that's tough, isn't it? Because what do you do for a living? 
So I am a physical therapist by trade, but I do, um, I'm a PPS coordinator right now. So I do coding and chart reviews and all that stuff for a hospital to make sure we don't get audited. Okay. Yeah. So how do you turn that off is, is what the question is. How do I what? How do you turn that off is what you're asking me? Well, my question is like just in dating, right? I have been labeled as aggressively sarcastic because that's my personality. But yeah. I do have friends and myself, like I have a doctor of physical therapy degree. Not that I'm going airing out that stuff to people like on a first date or anything like that. But I just find that maybe sometimes, um, yeah, that is intimidating. But I don't want to like not be who I am as a person just because somebody else feels intimidated by that. That to me seems like maybe their confidence level is not where it needs to be. Um, but you know, watching the clip that you showed of that date, which was a very awkward scenario all the way around. How often um, do you see that in your own personal life when you date? Uh, I see it often. Like the softer guys are difficult, they're awkward, socially anxious, they're not calibrated to the conversation. You see that a lot? I see it. I would say 50, 50 is how often I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, just because I like watching that was hard to watch i don't rattle off questions left and right like that i like to be asked a question and marinate it marinate mm. on it for a little bit firing off questions i mean you might as well just like here's my resume at that point kind of situation mm. um but there are definitely times and i don't know if it's just because people are nervous that the the conversation is awkward which is totally fine i give people the benefit of the doubt um but in those situations, it's difficult as a female to be labeled that way. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just wondering what is the easiest way or how um, could we be perceived better? I don't, and again, I don't know if it's, it might just be, I'll chalk it up to personality at that point. Yeah, your personality is pretty much hardwired by the time you're in your 20s and 30s, isn't it? Mm -hmm. How old are you? 33. Yeah. And what's your plan? Are you like you dating? You're looking for uh, a guy, boyfriend, family? Like what's the strategy for you? Yeah. I mean, I'm single. I'm looking. I'm not aggressively looking. I'm not that type of female that like is trying like we watched. I feel like that's another thing. There's women out there out of desperation because, mm. oh, we're in our 30s. Oh, woe is me. All my kids are all my friends have kids. And mm. that's just not how I am. I want my life to turn out the way it's supposed to. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm, you know, dating, like out there looking to date, but I'm not trying to get married tomorrow either. So, mm. but I mean, like you understand there's a timeline though. And you know, like you have to sort of get things moving if you want to have a family, right? Like it's not something you can put off for too late. No, it's not. But at the end of the day, I realize that either it's in the cards for me or it's not. I'm not going to force something. I'm not going to force somebody to be with me or settle because I want a family and I'm on a timeline. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the guys in the chat sort of talk amongst themselves. That's that's how chat seems to work. But uh, you're throwing off like strong boss girl vibes, right? It's like, I got this. You know, I'm good either way. I do well in life. You know, everything's good. You've taken care of yourself. You're obviously an attractive woman. You can date. You don't have a problem with that. But what you're going to start running into is, I mean, you're starting to see it right now, is that about half the guys you're dealing with, they're not very masculine, right? They don't know how to calibrate to a girl to begin with, let alone a strong girl, because that's what you are, right? Mm -hmm. Have you always lived by yourself? Yes. For how long? 
I've lived by myself for about four years now. I lived with a boyfriend the last time I was living with someone. Okay. Why did that end? Um, that ended because we just didn't see life the same way. Um, he was in the military, which happy Memorial Day and to all those serving and all that. I have absolutely no problem mm. with the military because I don't want that to come off as like something. But he, you know, as far as like back then when I wanted to get married to him and have kids, he wanted to pursue his career, mm. which is fine. But I can't be, you know, I couldn't have, I wasn't able to be strung along like that. Um, so it, that's just kind of how it ended. So you ended it? It was a mutual yeah. yeah. And I feel like, you know, I was in my early to mid twenties. We were both changing as people. And I just kind of feel like we decided that we really were not meant to be together. How long ago was that? Uh, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so you've been dating for four years. You haven't found a guy that was worthy for, for anything longer term? No, I, my last relationship I was in was two years ago. Mm -hmm. And why did that one end? That one ended um, because we fought a lot, and I don't think that it was a very healthy relationship. Um, he was the type of person that did not make me a priority, and that's what what led to so many fights. Not what does that, that I mean wanted... not making you a priority. Like, can you give me an example? Yeah. So he was in television. Um, mm -hmm. So he was very much about his image and all of that, and his friends were above all. Everybody else was above all his, you know, himself, he was above all, which is fine. I'm not saying I don't ever want to be someone's number one priority. I should never be someone's number one priority. Mm -hmm. But I always felt like I was at the bottom of the totem pole. Just I almost felt like I was begging for his attention. Um, and so that's pretty much why it ended. I mean, a woman wants a guy with a sparkle in his eye, but they don't want that sparkle to be them, right? Yeah. So, so this is where things get a little touchy difficult, right? So you're with a top shelf guy. He's in television. He's making his career his his priority. Um, what's wrong with that exactly? Like what's wrong with him putting that dent in the universe and then, you know, taking you along for the ride and you're a passenger on that bus and you build a family together? There was nothing wrong with that part of it, but it's when you're putting, it was other people. So for instance, he had a lot of friends who were girls, which I don't have a problem with. But at the same time, if there are people that I haven't met that you used to date and you're going out to dinner with them, but you haven't taken me out to dinner in a while, then what are we doing here? Mm, okay. You know, it's just like it was... He was leaving some doors open is what you yeah. think? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, if, if you've got the intention to go in a certain direction find a guy, have a family, settle down, do all that stuff. That's fine. You know, that's why we're here, right? You know, that's why we're on the planet to do all these things. You, you're going to have to date categorically with intention in that area, but without coming off as too terse, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the word terse means? No, but I guess I could look it up. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny story. So I used to work in collections back in my twenties and I had a, I had a review, you know, you'd go in every year and they, they, you know, review you and write all this shit down and you read it. And I was like, what the hell does terse mean? Right. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's one of the words that sort of stuck out because that's who I am. Right. Like I'm a firstborn. I want to get shit done. I don't sugarcoat things. Rainbows and blood butterflies aren't for me, but I'm a man and that works. Right. You, you do come off as a little bit terse, right? Like you do come off as a little bit harsh. You do come off, you know, it's like, I got this. I don't need a man. You know, like I, I can figure this out. And you know what, even if it doesn't get figured out, 
I'll still be okay. Mm-hmm. But but the truth of the matter is, is there's loads and loads of women in their 40s and 50s that never had the opportunity to have a family, that don't have any kids, that are surrounding themselves with pets, you know, a lot of the times and trying to, you know, placate that vacuum, you know, with something. Mm-hmm. Um, soften it down a little bit, right? Um, th- there's, um, there's a lady on YouTube, Suzanne Vanker, and she talks more to women when it comes down to, you know, getting to the point of, you know, uh, building a family dynamic and having children and all that sort of stuff. She's got a lot of really good podcasts, you know, in that area. And she tries to help women out. I think women will more than likely listen to something like that. But I can tell you from from the perspective of the kind of guy that you want, and I know the exact type of like avatar that you're looking for, um, you're, you're not going to be the priority at the end of the day, but you will be important. And what he's looking for is he's looking for a woman that will be a complement to his life, not the focus of it. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Like, uh, and you have to be okay with that, right? Like, you have to be okay with coming in that place because your place in that in that guy's life is going to end up being the mother, you know, the homemaker. You're not going to be the breadwinner, right? Because you mm-hmm. because you want to date that guy that's better than you. You know, you want that ar- that arm candy that you can show up, you know, with your friends, bring bring them out to Thanksgiving. Hey, this is Bob you know, big Bob sort of over here, right? Yeah. Everybody's got like a nickname for him. But yeah, you got to soften down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you know, you got to stop drinking the uh, the boss bitch Kool-Aid, you know, drink some water, you know, from time to time and, and stop sipping, mm-hmm. you know, sipping on the hardcore stuff. Because when you come off that edgy, you got to remember, like when guys are out working hard and they're putting a dent in the universe and they're, and they're, and they're doing something of some significance, they don't want to come home to a nightmare. They don't want to come home to a fight. They don't want to come home to what? You know, it's like you know they want pleasantries. They want love. They want a nice meal. They want to be kissed. You know, they want to see beauty. Yeah. You know. I mean, and I will say, like in a relationship, I'm not edgy like this. I love a healthy banter, but I always t- like turn myself as like the sour patch kid first. What do you I'm think? Sour and then I'm sweet, sort of situation. What do you think would happen if I? If if we called your ex right now and asked him, is Diana a bit tough? Is she a little bit terse? I think he would agree with you in a sense. Um, but at the same time, my ex was a nice guy. So I wasn't always as I was definitely toned down for that because yeah. I can read a room. I can I understand that. Um, but I will say that you know, part of my terseness, if you want to call it that, definitely has a lot to do with just the society we live in these days. I oh, mean, yeah. as you said, you know, um, guys are being made to be weaker. And I and you like you said, women are being made to be stronger. It's not that that's how I necessarily have made myself into it. But I feel like the society we live in. And I will say a lot of the guys that I have gone on dates with the ones that are like just down to, you know, have sex and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to be nice to that person. I don't want to be nice to that person. That's disrespectful towards me. So I feel like a lot of that terseness is initial because I'm trying to, you know, barrier. It's It's a protective mechanism. Yeah. So how do you balance out protecting yourself from guys like that and also still being feminine to attract the right guy, right? Like the soft side of the feminine gal that you need to be like the number one selling book in the world is, um, uh, it's something about, um, bitches, uh, men love bitches or something like that. You know, the book that I'm talking about, right? Yeah. What's it called? I can't remember, but I, it's something like that, but I don't remember exactly what it's called. I've never read it. 
Have any of your girlfriends read it or talked about it? Why men love why why men love bitches? Thank you, Moff. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. This is this is the number one selling book in the world when it comes to giving advice on love and dating in the landscape. And it's like it is the worst book I've ever gone through. And it essentially masculinized women, tells them to be disagreeable, basically tells them to be boss bitches, right? And it's like mm -hmm. guys don't want to deal with that. They want a woman. They yeah. want to you know, they want somebody soft and beautiful and feminine with curves. It smells nice. You know, they don't yeah. want, you know, the hen pecking stuff. Before we wrap up, let me ask you a question. Your your ideal guy, what age range would he be in? Um, Probably anywhere from 30 to like 45. Okay. So I'm just going to pull up my uh, calculator here. Exclude married, obviously, because you don't want to date a married guy. Uh, do you have any preference for uh, race, white, black, Asian, or any color or shade matter for for you? Um, not necessarily, no. Okay, minimum height for you. Do you have a height preference for guys? Um, probably like five ten and above, I guess. Okay, how tall are you? Five three. Five ten is pretty pretty good. Like, is that a is that a hard line in sand? You won't do like a five eight. Well, if I if I'm in six inch heels and i'm i mean i i'm just basing it off my heel height so if okay. i'm six inch heels and i'm at least the same height around so okay Got five it. nine you want to go five nine that's fine okay so let's drag the bar down to five nine and exclude obese you like fit guys or does that even matter i'm down for a dad bod mm, dad bod's not obese okay no. so we'll so we'll just exclude that then uh minimum income how much money do they have to make to you date you i'm not like money is not uh, matter like it does not matter to me at least what you make I would imagine what you do that's all that matters to me at least what you make I would imagine that's fine I've dated guys who have not made as much as me okay so there's this online calculator that was created by some engineers and some geeks on ideal men and women's dating preferences uh it's the url is I got standards bro.com so it's kind of a funny uh one here but let me let me share it with you on the screen just to sort of give you an idea of what your demographics look like. Not married, any race, at least five foot nine, not obese. I put earning at least $85,000 a year. In that age range, in the demographics in North America, the chance of you finding that guy is about 1.7% of the male population. It's pretty low. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, when you factor in that guys don't really want to deal with difficulties, top shelf guys, you know, the kind of like the kind of guys that you're going to want to chase. And I'm not saying chase men, but the kind of guys that you want, you know, to mm -hmm. invite into your life to create a, a family with, they've got a lot of options. They've got a lot of options. So being pleasant, being agreeable, like these are all things that you're that you're gonna have to kind of come to grips with, or don't. You know, you can just kind of carry on, just be like, I'm I'm just gonna do me. I'm just gonna do me. But what I can tell you from experience, and I've talked to lots and lots of dudes now, thousands, you know, at this point. And I've gotten lots and lots of feedback. I've been doing these podcasts for years now. Is most guys don't want to deal with the difficulties of headaches when it comes to getting pushed around, run in a relationship. Mm -hmm. If if they're going to lead, because women want guys to lead, they want to look up to a giant. They want to be in a guy's frame. You know, they don't want to be with a wimp. Yeah. <laughs> if there's if there's one thing I know that disgusts women is wimpy men. Right. So mm -hmm. you've got to soften your tone. You got to soften your demeanor. You got to tune into your feminine side. Okay. Good luck, Diana. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Bye. How does, how does one become 
how does one un unboss bitch their life? I don't know. I'm gonna have to marinate on that for a little bit. Let's let's grab Sky here, and we have we have another gal tonight. Hi, Sky. Hi there. How are you? Good. What do you got for me tonight? Uh, I don't know. You're leading the way here, so seeing what's up. <laughs> you talked him off. Did he did he did he square you away? Did you have a question, or is there something that you wanted to talk about? Um, no question specifically. No, but I'm kind of. <laughs> Getting the vibe of uh, what the podcast is about and just, okay. yeah, contribute a little bit. Okay, sure. What did you want to chime in on? Um, specifically, I guess, um, just did like- Do you have a disagreement with something or? No, 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 okay. no. Um, I guess specifically, just from listening to you and Diana, I believe her name was, I tuned in half mm. through there probably, but- Okay. Um, what, what does a boss bitch qualify as, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what is a boss girl? Yeah. Di Diana was a boss girl for sure. Yeah. You're a little softer. You've got a more calm demeanor. You know, you, you know, you see more feminine, more, you know, like you're shy and sweet and, you know, in that sense. So what, so what brought you to the show? Like, what's the, uh, what's the topic that you want to hit on? Like, what did you want to talk about? Hmm. I suppose for me specifically, there's a bit of a dichotomy there. Mm. You know, I do think that I am a little bit, you know, more feminine and softer. But um, uh, recently, I went on a date. I'm 31, by the way. Okay. I've been married. Um, unfortunately, it was not a great, great marriage. Um, so I've been single for, you know, probably going on three years now. Um, mm. Lots of moves. I did grad school. I did, you know, a fellowship, post-grad fellowship and stuff. So very ambitious career-wise, I suppose. What do you do um, for a living? I'm an epidemiologist. Okay. So and scientist, you know, I love I love my data. <laughs> okay. Data yeah. girl, bit of an engineer. And your marriage, you were mar married before you said for yeah. how long? For three years. Okay. And why did that end? So we were both military. That's okay. where we were. Um, a little bit of anger issues on his end, unfortunately. And it was just, you know, something he wasn't willing to work on, I suppose. So, um, yeah, but I, I guess recently something that kind of like uh, really threw me through a loop, I suppose. Um, I went on a date with someone who like precursed with like, oh, I love feminine women. Mm -hmm. Great, whatever. We're talking. Everything's vibing, whatever, you know, halfway through the date, I mentioned the military mm. and it was kind of a, a big turnoff for this person. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess the dichotomy there for me is something I've. So it was like a one date and he said, I'm not into military girls. Did he give a reason why? No, no, <laughs> he did not. Okay. So, <laughs> so what are you finding? And it was just like just after that, the vibe changed a little bit. Okay, so what are you finding in the dating world when you're getting out there? Like, what are you struggling with? Um, so I live in Florida. I'm in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Um, South Florida, right? So a lot of just very casual dating, I suppose, has been a been a thing here for me. Um, so finding more like commitments, I suppose, <laughs> something mm -hmm. more. Serious. Uh, more meaningful, less superficial has been difficult. What does meaningful look look like versus superficial? <sighs> Gosh, I guess just like committed, committed relationships, not like dating a ton of people all at once. 
That's yeah, it. but that's going to take some time though, right? I mean, if you want a guy to get, I mean, if you want a guy to commit to you over mm-hmm. long-term, ba- like what's the play? Do you want a boyfriend? You want a family? Like what's your, what's your dating strategy? Um, yeah. I mean, right now I'm taking it a step at a time. I just want, I just want a boyfriend at this point in time. And you're not getting second dates? Like what generally happens when you're going out with the guys? That's, no, I'm definitely getting second dates, but it's, um, hmm. I don't know. I guess there's a, it's difficult for me to decipher coming from, right? So I was in a seven year relationship mm-hmm. and, and, you know, post-divorce, different dating world, completely different dating world. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess 2020 and on, obviously the pandemic and everything plays into that culturally and everything. Um, but yeah, I think like maneuvering, like what is the point in time, like, you know, like, when do you expect me to stop dating other people? Sorry, my cat's being a little mischievous here. <laughs> she likes camera time too, I suppose. <laughs> How many cats do you have? Just one. Just okay. One. I got her when I was in the military. It's like easier to leave alone for a few days. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So as far as what of what your strategy is looking like, I mean, you're a soft, kind, sweet-spoken woman. Um, you definitely sound feminine. You're a, a contrast to Diana, you know, our last caller who was very, uh, intentional with her wording and her direction. Um, so you will probably find that you're gonna, you're gonna be able to enter the frame of a strong guy a lot easier than a gal, gal like Diana. I don't know why, why the military would have turned that guy off. I know that there's, there's, a I mean, it's been said before, but a lot of people say that women from the military have uh, a typical uh, avatar. Do you know what that is? Um, yeah. I, well, I, I mean, I don't know specifically, but I imagine like... What do they usually say about like military girls? Oh, gosh. Very like... I mean, I've, I was in the military. I've met a lot of military women. I understand that stereotype okay. for her, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Are you that gal? like very like strong and dominant and you know um no i don't think so okay no okay. i don't think so <laughs> uh, i mean i mean i wish i could be more useful to you sky but i mean it, it's 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 difficult getting to the root of what it is that you're struggling with i mean it's usually somebody come, calls in and they're like well i have a disagreement and i have a better solution here's it is or i have a problem you know what do you think i should be doing it doesn't sound like you've got any real issues because you're able to get dates um, they're not turning into anything long-term for you just yet, but, the, but it's kind of a numbers game. Like for, for men, when they look at women, generally speaking, sky, they look at women as beauty objects. They look at them of, of, of something as value. Like the most valuable woman to a guy tends to be a woman that can't, that won't just be with anybody mm-hmm. and just wants to be with that one guy. Right. Like they, like they want to know that they, like they own her. Okay. They don't want a woman to be like running around and being used up by another, by a whole bunch of guys. Right. So it's important for a gal like you that's softer and feminine to preserve her value as you sort of date and be intentional about it. and be clear, just be clear. Like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I do. I have an orange cat over here. She kind of gets annoying when I'd use FaceTime, whatever. Uh, and just, you know, carry on with it, but only deal with guys that are willing to, you know, go down the same path that you're looking to go down, but you need to find a leader. You're a last born, right? I'm what? You're a last born. Do you have siblings? 
I do. I'm the middle child, but I have two brothers. The middle child? Yeah, like you're very easy. Like you strike me as the kind of chick that's like from California, like very like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all good sort of thing. I'm like 35% hippie. Yeah, hippie. That's it. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like you'll do just fine if you got your shit together. You're kind, you're feminine. You know, you find a strong masculine guy and just be a compliment to his life. What can I do to be useful? You know? Mm. Yeah, I suppose it's like hard to find that balance though, you know? like Believe it or not, Sky, guys love it when women say, hey, what can I do to be useful? A few dates in, you know? And take the initiative to show that you want to compliment their lives, right? Mm. If it's something as simple as making the bed, do it. You know, if it's something like, you know, grabbing a pile of laundry and throwing it in the machine, do it. Guys like I, that. I don't, okay. Okay, I guess like what is so difficult for men to like lean into like just talking about those things so like there's where you can help me what is it What's the they difference? don't they don't typically lean into stuff like that because guys aren't guys are taught to share their feelings their fifis and they go about it the wrong way so that's why you end up with this like category of softer weaker men today mm-hmm. and they'll just show up and they're socially awkward they're uncalibrated they'll ask the wrong questions at the wrong time they'll laugh and giggle like dorks you know and make bad jokes and you'll look at them funnily and be like well, he seems like a nice guy. Maybe I'll keep him as a backup plan if I can't find anything else sort of thing. And you put him in like the back rotation sort of thing, or you, you, you know, you keep him in your phone just in case later on. Don't like be intentional, you know, date guys that you're attracted to be a compliment to their life. You're, you're the exact kind of girl that a strong virtuous guy would want to invite into his life. If you can compliment it. <laughs> guys are in the chat right now with their jokes saying, can you make a sandwich? <laughs> oh my goodness sandwich. yes <laughs> i do That's are you a feminist a- guy you don't strike me as a feminist um i mean i believe like i believe in equality for sure yes but i believe there's like men and women are equal today you know let's be I honest things that men bring to a relationship and that women bring to a relationship i truly believe it's that it's the yin it's the yang it's the compliment to a man's life and he's able to lead you through it sort of thing that's what that's the ideal scenario. That's the ideal. That's that's what I encourage men to do, guys. I tell them to freaking lead. I tell them to make something out of themselves. I tell them to be competent. It's very easy as a woman to like, you know, if you're like navigating the world on your own, like to have to feel like you have to step into like some masculine, a little bit, um, I guess, energy, right? So that you're not. You will have to do that if you run into a soft guy. Don't. Just just don't deal with soft guys because two soft people don't work out. Two headstrong people don't work out. It's a yin and yang, right? You know, you want a guy to lead. You're already a soft gal. There's a lot of strong leaders out there. Just look for that guy. Sounds good. (laughs) Good luck with this guy. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take care. All right. Let's give it to uh, Wahlberger, my man. Hey, Rich. How you doing? Good. I saw you in the chat earlier. You're talking about Alberta. What happened there? Uh, provincial election today. So we'll see how that rolls. It's right, a, right, right. Okay. No good choices, really. But uh, that's where we're at today, right? Yeah, I saw Vote NDP was trending on Twitter today, and I figured that's what that was about. Uh, quite, quite situation. Um, For those of you out there in the in the outside of Canada world, that is the Socialist Party in Canada. It's even more socialist than Justin Trudeau's party. Anyway, um, what's crackalacking, man? What's going on? You know what? Talk about dichotomy. Uh, uh, Sky there was saying dichotomy a number of times. And you had uh, that with those two last callers. 
they were both very, very different. And uh, I have to say, um, for the first one there, I saw the the, the comments coming through. Mm-hmm. And I'm no simp, but man, when you've got a woman stepping into the lion's den, ready to have this conversation, come on, this is what it's about. You want to hear what they have to say. You know and what? So- good on oh. the gals. You know, good on the gals yeah. for putting their neck out on the line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're stepping in the lion's den, ready to have this chat. And you got some jackasses out there making some comments that are just not uh, productive. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and that's part of the thing with, with that's being, part of the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one thing I was telling Moff um, and seeing that initial date that we saw, um, my thing is this, is that it's not the if they love you or hate you that will get you. It's the indifference. Mm-hmm. It's the indifference. Yeah. So you got to go into a situation and walk away. And if they love you or hate you, be happy with that. If they walk away, not giving a damn about you, that's what you got to be worried about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, to the guy's fault, he he's, he's just a nice guy. He didn't know how to deal with a strong chick like that. And, you know, to be honest with you, um, you know, if I was dating right now and I, and I came across a woman like that, I, like, I just wouldn't have the time for it. Like I would just basically, I would just deal with it, have a good night. I mean, I'm, I'm not the kind of guy that would sort of walk off, but I would just deal with it, you know, have a good night, good conversation, you know, can come out of it, you know, who the hell knows where it goes, but like guys just can't deal with women like that for, you know, for the most part. And there's a lot of them out there, right? Like, um, the girl before, uh, sky was, I mean, she was a tough cookie. You know, you could tell, you know, she's, you know, she's had to look after herself. And um, she's got certain certain expectations, although I don't think she, that that the honesty about the guy that she was looking for was clear enough. Like, OK, you know, like how tall does he have to be? OK, fine. OK. How much money does he have to make? Well, it doesn't really matter. Money doesn't really matter. But money matters to, you know, to women. Right. Like if you like if you're going to have a family, you at least have to be honest about the reality of finance. Right. Because you can't have a family if you don't have a guy that's financially sorted. Right. Women don't have a lot of patience for that guy in real life. But the problem, you know, therein lies is that you don't want to come off as being judgmental, especially on, you know, a video like this because it's public sort of thing. And, well, you know, I need a guy with money. Well, you do need, look, ladies, you can be honest about that. You want a guy that's got his life sorted. It's totally fine. Yes. You know, uh, solipsism and hypergamy springs eternal. Yeah. And, uh, I think those two things have really messed up the ladies to a certain extent. And it's no fault of their own. Um, like you said, it's a feature. It's not a bug, right? Yes. I was just going to say it's a feature, not a bug. And so then they look at that and they, they, but society has told them that they are so right all the time. You combine that with their solipsism, Mm -hmm. but they, they sincerely think what they think is good for them is also good for you. Well, well, this is why you'll get women that'll, that'll say, you know, I'm looking for my guy. I'm in my thirties, you know, time is running out. Um, but if I don't find them, that's okay. Well, that why are we lying to ourselves? No sense. Yeah. Right. Like, why are we lying to ourselves? Like, let's just be honest. You know, you want what you want. Let's go get it and be intentional about it and do it properly. Let's not play games around right. it or, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. Or I'll, I'll just brush like the thing that women will never get their heads around you know, what I find anyway is that they don't understand that the pool that they're looking at for the guys that they're after is so small. It's so minuscule. 
uh, because so many guys are soft and weak. So many guys are socially awkward. They're not calibrated. They don't know how to deal with them. They don't know how to date. And then they're just like, well, there's an army of guys out there somewhere. Like he'll just come my way at some point if I just will it, or if I just, <laughs> I just get into my energy crystal days or whatever that happens to be. My horoscope will tell me it will come. Right. Uh, you know. Well, the guys have been pushed down to been betaized as well and that's the problem that's that rough combo that that we got to break people out from it drives me a little bit around the bend being a seasoned yeah. gentleman um and seeing these guys who are jacked looking good but they got no game and they just submit constantly mm -hmm. uh, it's it's tough to watch and it's not full submission they're just not willing to put themselves out there yeah hey you know go out there be a respectful disruptor and, and, uh, so if a lady says something offside, call her on it quickly. And the one gent that was called and said, yeah, he was taken aback by what they say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that they say that's outlandish. Try and come up with something witty and disruptive, but respectful at the same time. And you'll oh, get a good response. You know, it, it was funny the other day I, I went down to my local, uh, pub there because gorgeous patio season now here in Calgary sat down next to a couple having their first or it was their second and a half date. I wanted to watch the basketball game, turn my back to it. I said, you mind if I sit here? He said, and jokingly he said, yeah, as long as you don't talk to us, we're on a date. So I said, all right, that's no problem. <laughs> so then, so I turned around and was watching the game and they started talking about some pretty lascivious things. Mm -hmm. And so they could see my, my shoulders kind of bobbing because I was laughing at them. And I got right in the conversation. Well, Rich, I can tell you, you know, baby rabies came up, mm -hmm. you know, uh, solipsism came up and dealing with these things, talking, saying it directly to this woman who is clearly dealing with this. Mm -hmm. uh, they, she thought it was hilarious. She thought it was great because I was challenging her so much so that I asked them, I said, listen, guys, this is your date. I got to take off. And they said, no, stick around, stick around. You're making this interesting. Yeah, there you go, man. You know, you can do anything to a woman, but uh, bore her. And you know, that's what you did. You basically took over the conversation. Yeah, yeah. So all right, man. But give Thanks that woman that first woman credit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just pray for coming in and doing that. The guys Definitely. in the chat respect themselves a little bit and realize, hey, they're coming in for this conversation. That's a good thing. It's 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 a great thing. Thanks, brother. We'll talk right, to brother. you later. Yeah, it's a really, really good thing. So uh here, Moff, I'm gonna pull you in just you'll know, have a quick uh chat about you know wrapping this up. Uh do we have any other callers that wanted to pop in? Um, we had maybe one or two more that wanted to say a quick thank you and just tell her story quick. You can take them or we can, we can wrap it up. Uh, let's do one more. Why don't you pick the best one for me? Just bring them in. Uh, let's see what we got here. All right. We got a uh, Derek. Is it? There we go. Derek. What's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? Good, man. What do hey, you got for me tonight? I uh, just wanted to thank you personally for uh, all the work that you've done for, for men, uh, for the book that you've written. I want to thank you for uh, teaching me a lot about myself and uh, giving me the strength and the wisdom to uh, leave toxic relationships Good. and really take control of my life. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very thankful for you, and I, and I appreciate what you do for men. Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Did you have a question, or was it just a big thanks? That's it, man. Just a big thank you. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. All right. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll wrap it up on this note, Moff. Um, Anything? Thoughts on the gals? Hey, I've talked to them both beforehand. Um, yeah. 
very brave for coming on, very brave for being on video and subjecting themselves to, you know, the kind of comments that they saw tonight, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I get that's what clean up the it, chat and just have it for members only, you know, especially when the girls. Yeah, are. that I mean, I'm also doing some moderating. Look, I know that we're it's this is a boys club kind of thing going on. But, yeah. you know, I, I, no, I but don't like, want to legitimately want to sort of like exactly know, fix these problems. And I think that 100%. answering questions from women helps them out, too. Plus, it offers some context for guys watching this as well to see what they're dealing with, right? Yeah. So, shout out to Diana. Shout out to Sky. Both really great yeah, sports. Chatted with them. Got them to come up, and they didn't get cold feet, so they were yeah, they good were stuff. fantastic. Good stuff. All right, Moff. Thanks a lot, brother. All right, guys. Um, I want you guys to just do me a solid and uh, just help me out with the algos and uh, leave a thumbs up, a like, and a comment on the video. Uh, I'll be back next Monday. Uh, we'll be back for a general show on Saturday as well that's at uh 9 30 ish i think on saturdays that's where the boys sort of chop it up in the in the group um but yeah we'll see you guys very very soon have an awesome night thanks everybody that contributed peace out all right guys if you enjoyed that podcast make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses my book the unplugged alpha community or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt, and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.